I grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, family was, yeah, poor. <laughs> uh, welfare most of my child life. Um, grew up next to Poe Park. It's considered heroin alley. <laughs> there was actually like a prostitution ring that was run in the back, like behind the building next to us. I remember like walking around as a kid and watching women jump into cabs and then come back around. And like, I was just fortunate enough to be really, really smart. That's Daniel Saint who grew up to create NSFW. I'm Grant Irving. You're listening to Hedonist, the five-part series about the sex party revolution. This episode is all about Daniel and NSFW, the party out to make millions. But first, we need to make our millions. Here's our sponsors. Hedonist is sponsored by Zero Spaces. Recently, I talked to Zero Spaces founder Stoya about problems she sees in porn and culture that led her to start Zero Spaces. Problem three, porn caters to just one fantasy. It looks like like a cereal aisle in a grocery store that there's lots of options with lots of colorful boxes that you can pick. How is that not the case? Uh, Most of the porn that comes up really fast when you type porn into a search field is it's just it's male gazy. It looks like it's made for doodly dudes. Not all men, just the doodly dudes. Very like, I want it this way or it's bad. And they're the loudest of the consumers, so they're the ones that get catered to. Zero Spaces hopes to disrupt that. <laughs> Ew, I just said disrupt. <laughs> we try to portray a more realistic and wider ranging chunk of sexuality. That's zerospaces.com. One issue is $25. Individual components are available for three to $5. Buy the whole issue. Seriously, it lets cooler shit exist in this sick, sad world. Zerospaces.com, engineered for exploration. Hedonist is also supported by Field, a space where you can explore your desires and find your people. Join solo or pair up with your partner, a lover, or a curious friend. Visit field.co, F-E-E-L-D.co. Field, a space where the curious and open-minded can come together. For more information and to sign up for Field, visit F-E-E-L-D.co. Field, the dating app for open-minded couples and singles, available on the App Store and the Play Store. All right, back to Daniel and NSFW. NSFW is not safe for work. We provide legal adventures in sex, drugs, and crime. But before we get into any of that, you need to know that Daniel was raised for confrontation. I was raised Jehovah's Witness, so a lot of my life was like preaching and going door to door and being raised Jehovah's Witness, you're just dealing with rejection all the time, and you're dealing with a lot of people who hate you. The amount of times that people have like thrown mop water at me while I was out on field service wearing my suit and being like 11 years old, like is kind of ridiculous. So I just kind of grew up used to people hating me. Um, you know, I was a kid who had to step out from the birthdays and couldn't do anyone's birthdays or eat any of the cupcakes. I was a kid who had to sit down during the Pledge of Allegiance. I was always the kid who was like not the same as everyone else. So like you were made for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Despite being the weird kid, Daniel thinks the religion insulated him from his environment. He did really well at school and rarely got in trouble until he started pushing back. 
And then when I started having doubts, I think it was probably around the time Jurassic Park came out because we didn't believe in dinosaurs. They believed that like dinosaurs were planted by Satan the devil as a way to convince people that you know God wasn't real. Uh, and I just became really excited about dinosaurs and started researching and studying and realizing that the Earth wasn't 6,000 years old. It was actually millions of years old. And Did you keep that from your parents? No, that was the problem. I would always like question things and constantly have to go to the elders and was just constantly questioning, questioning, questioning. And that questioning, it led him to a different kind of confrontation. I was like arrested twice before I graduated for stupid shit, um, like breaking into my school and vandalizing it and putting porn on all the teachers' computers with my brother, which wasn't good. I was fortunate enough to get um, two uh, discretionary youthful offender statuses, so it never really went on my record. Because it didn't go on his record, he didn't lose his scholarship to college. He studied e-commerce. He wanted to start companies and sell them. He started two when he was in school and sold one back to his college. Then he started his first polarizing project. Built our first company, Fashionity, which grew. Um, got to about 5 million readers per month, um, became known as like the Perez Hilton of fashion, which was really weird uh, just because we were so snarky and like, and like, honestly, like there's been no company that I've launched that hasn't had its share of haters. Like fashionity was greatly hated by the industry until the industry embraced it. And then Louis Vuitton became a client, Burberry became a client. Like we started signing these brands because we knew how to manage social and manage, you know, content. From there, Daniel ran the marketing for designer Rebecca Minkoff, then started Socialite, which merged with Nylon in 2014. But throughout these successes, he started to think about a bigger, riskier opportunity. Like, I bought the URL probably seven years ago. Um, and initially, I really wanted to create kind of fashion porn. So I liked the idea of, you know, shooting porn, creating editorials, and then being able to buy the stuff you saw. Um, I almost launched it while I was CMO of Rebecca Minkoff, and then they saw the site, and they were like, you have to take this down. You can't be our CMO and try doing this thing. I was like, okay, fine. It wasn't until I went to Burning Man that I really started realizing what it could be. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel went to Burning Man four years ago, and at the time, NSFW was in the back of his head. But he saw people experimenting in the safe environment. He saw people doing ridiculous things that weren't happening anywhere else. There's sex camps where you can go and, you know, discover kink play or electricity play or, you know, gay camps. There was like a giant cock that you can climb up to two stories tall and like flail out these giant like white streamers. And it's a big purple cock in the middle of like the fucking playa. And I realized like this doesn't exist anywhere else except for here. Like, how is this not available to everyone? Everyone should have access to this information. What were you seeing there that you weren't seeing anywhere? Freedom, like just freedom to explore that type of stuff. So Burning Man changed his priorities. Just lost interest in trying to convince people to buy handbags and makeup and things that they didn't need and just felt I needed to sell people on better sex lives and using cannabis as an alternative to opioids and drugs. And I needed to focus in on the things that actually could impact people's lives for the positive versus these frivolous things that they buy and they don't really get any benefit out of. Daniel came back and basically launched Beta NSFW. He started hosting education events and small play parties where he got feedback at the end of the night. His ideas shifted from porn featuring toys that you could buy on the same site to parties and events with brand sponsorship. Because while he wanted to move to something less frivolous, it was also a huge business opportunity. Items related to sex and weed have issues finding places to advertise and sell. They also generally have subpar branding. But despite that, both industries are growing 
And there's a lot of money to be made for someone who provides places for products to be marketed and branded better. Doing a lot of this work for fashion brands and doing a lot of this work in the luxury field, you know, doing it for multiple magazines and working with Vogue and Vanity Fair and like just tons of people like this entire industry just didn't have that representation. So I created. So NSFW was born as a private club aimed to become the first public facing ever expanding luxury brand that threw sex parties. You feel everyone's in the same like age range and same like look and feel and everyone's somewhat attractive and everyone's somewhat interesting and it's like I don't want to say like cream of the crop but like I mean people fly out from everywhere for this like we have some members from Rome that fly out for events in Paris and stuff like that um or approval is about 10% of the people who apply um yeah like I see NSFW being a place that exists in every single major city in the U.S. and eventually internationally we have a mobile app that we're working on right now that will connect all members and allow them to access other events outside of NSFW and, and really build on that. You have exclusive discounts from like various brands and stuff like that. And, and I think a lot of the people out there don't see the bigger picture. Like, it's great. You got your Burning Man camp to be a part of your like sex club. Awesome. You're taking out what you've learned at Burning Man. Or you have a couple of friends and they're like all like playful and you guys have a polyamorous community. Awesome. That's great. But can't be traded in the New York Stock Exchange one day. Thinking about it future tense, right? So being polyamorous, being bisexual, there's like an idea around, you know, what my perfect future life would be. Um, and just realizing that that life is not available to me or as an option um, to be able to marry two people or to be able to have a family in that way. I think in order for me to get to that goal, let's say in like 10, 15, 20 years, um, you need a base of influential people. So creating a party that is focused around influential people um, and people who have the power to impact change over a long period of time um, is a long-term end goal for me. I can leave this off if like you don't want to be on record for this. But um, at what age are you planning on running for office? Yeah. Uh, I want to be mayor of New York uh, when I'm like 60, 54, 60 is what my aim is. And um, I'm going to start off with Bronxboro president uh, just because I feel I should give back to where I was born. Um, but then, yeah, mayor of New York. I don't want to be president. Okay. This may sound genius to you, it may sound ridiculous, but a reality TV star is president, so who knows, anything's possible if you're a wealthy man. So this business plan, it clearly is culturally different than Hacienda and House of Scorpio. There's an attitude difference, there's an aesthetic difference, there's a different end goal. I can't imagine anyone else saying they want to be this generation's Hugh Hefner. So constitutionally, Daniel was going to offend people, because not safe for work, it's not for them. And it's one thing if you want to bring sex parties to a more mainstream group of people. Members are more likely to find a fashion week than a protest. But it's not just that Daniel is culturally different. People think NSFW is dangerous, and decisions he's made support that. It's really my fault. Like, I, I'm, I'm a Disney freak. I love Disney movies like crazy. So I had just seen Zootopia, and I wanted to do, like, this whole animal thing. So I made a predator in a prey room. People don't like the word predator when it comes to sex, obviously. Now I know. It triggered a lot of people, and people were like, this is unsafe, this is not good. So a lot of people within the play community was very much like, this man is going to ruin it for everyone. You know, this person's going to, like, fuck up everything. Like, the entire community was against me. But 
I always make adjustments. Like if someone comes up and says like, this is a problem, like I'm always like open to like change and like, okay, well then we don't do that. It's not that big of a deal for me. It takes time for two people in any relationship to trust each other. Building a community that centers around physical intimacy is tenuous, especially if you want inclusivity and safety to be front and center. It takes years to build trust and being flippant about safety one place can spread out, damage the whole ecosystem. So it felt threatening when NSFW came onto the scene louder and way more public than previous parties and with such a different attitude. On one hand, Daniel's premise was going to be upsetting, but he naturally unintentionally does things that seriously upset outsiders. But the NSFW members I talked to raved about how they felt at parties. Obviously, I can't talk to everyone, and if someone had a bad experience, they probably didn't go back or volunteer to talk. But from the women associated with NSFW, I heard the same sort of thing. Most didn't want to go on record, but their publicist, who was a member first, had empowering experiences at their parties. So this is Melissa Vitali. I've tried to include ropes in my play before going to any workshops on it, and we weren't safe. I didn't know you had to have safety scissors. I didn't know any about this shit. And I got stuck. He didn't know how to tie me up. He hogtied me. I I had a panic attack, and we didn't know what to do. He was trying to untie me, and we didn't have scissors or anything. And it was just the worst. And I've never had any experience like that at any play events. Um, And I've never felt out of my boundaries. I had one time where someone, they they misread a situation. They grabbed my nipple, and I said something. He, like, came up to me. He's like, pulled me aside. He's like, I had no idea, blah, blah, blah. I... Like, and and it and it it was so adult and so responsible and so I've only had positive experiences with it where I've had so many negative experiences outside of the play community. And it's not just Melissa looking out for herself. One time she was hooking up at a private event with two other NSFW members and a new guy who hadn't been oriented acted without consent. One was going down on me. One was like on my nipple, and. The other guy got up to go get a condom, and his friend just dove in between my legs, and I like I had no like I had no control. I didn't say yes or anything, and my friend, who was on my nipple, he like saw this whole thing happen, and he go, and he like pulls he like tilts my head up to get my like ear as close to him as possible. He's like, "Do you want him off you?" And I was like, "I wasn't expecting this. I didn't consent to it." And he's like, so he tapped the guy, and like and the guy actually like left the party because he thought no one wanted to have sex with him. I don't think the members care less about safety and consent. They threw tons of educational workshops. Yes, Daniel makes insensitive decisions, but the larger distrust seems temperamental to me. Daniel and Melissa, they don't sound like Effie or Andrew, the professional woman, or Miss Scorpio. You know, I didn't ask, but I doubt there's any regular Hacienda attendee who is also in a sorority or fraternity. The two groups take jabs at each other's differences, but everyone thinks there's room for both of them. They're on the same team, just concerned with one another's approach. That is, unless you think Daniel is co-opting the culture and is truly just motivated by wealth and fame, that he's a faux ally and sees sex positivity and consent as a way to cash in. And who can say? But if that's the case, he's taking a huge risk, and he's changed his life for it. I just got tired of the idea of, like, why am I so ashamed of this and so afraid of this feeling that I have? Daniel got married when he was 23. They had their wedding on their one-year anniversary. You know, I can't live another day being dishonest with myself. Um, and so then I told her, and then and that wasn't what she wanted, you know? And it was unfair to her. So, like, when it was time for us to end it, it just made sense. 
Like, I wish I could have been more honest with her in the beginning as to, like, what I was feeling inside and the type of person that I felt I was. And it did take me a long time to, like, kind of get to that point. I think when I turned 30, like, it just felt like, oh, my God, I've lived, like, most of my life not truly being honest to myself. And while he didn't want to be a hypocrite personally, he felt an obligation to be a public figure. Was always big on you know how social can impact that and how people can impact that, but I had to hide such a major part of my life. I'm speaking from like an if I were you. On one hand, I'm about to do this brave thing in order to promote something that I think I needed to see in the world, and then on the other hand, I would feel like, am I just so fucking selfish? Yeah, I mean, I think that is you know one of the elements that a lot of people have to consider, especially men who you know, get married and eventually discover that they might be bisexual or might be gay or, you know, and and we hear stories all the time of, you know, people who have been married, three kids, you know, have a secret lover or like some story comes out of, you know, usually Republicans, but (laughs) there's always like these things that come out. Um, There was that, that, that imbalance in my life where I not only wanted to be very open and very honest about who I was and what I was interested in sexually, but I also wanted to build something that, made that more okay for more people and that opened up that opportunity for more people and that it feels like, yeah, you just want to have sex with tons of people and that's what a lot of people assume, but it's like, there's something more to what we're trying to do. So if I stop being cynical, maybe the kid who had mop water thrown on him hasn't outgrown trying to serve a higher calling. Not safe for work has undergone a name change while they're trying to gain religious status. So we are now the uh, new Society for Wellness. But like everything Daniel does, there's a business opportunity as well. When your company is based around weed and sex, getting banks and credit card companies to work with you is incredibly difficult. And one way around that, file for religious status. So um, one of the ways that you can get around the fact that banks don't want to support your company because you are associated with you know, sex and cannabis uh, is to uh, form a religion. So, I don't know, I feel like the world is so fucked up right now, why not go for that? You know, like, we'll, what else do we have? We have, you know, shooters in America who are taking down up to 500 people at a time and, you know, just mowing people down. We have a president who doesn't give a fuck about anything that's really happening for Americans in Puerto Rico and other places like that. And, like, we're not really faced with many options in terms of how religions of the past have very much helped us. So. Why not pursue something that's a little bit more happiness-focused and kind of gets you more community-based, you know? I feel like people who are having a good amount of sex and enjoying themselves and smoking weed on a regular basis are less likely to shoot me, so. Would you prefer that you get this approval or would you prefer that it becomes a big lawsuit? Um, I don't want a lawsuit. Like, I mean, there's, there's ways of going about it and some of the law firms we're talking to, like, they want the aspect of it. They want it to be something that's big and legal. And, um, you recognize that both are a win-win. Yeah. Either way, it kind of works out. I mean, if it becomes a big national story and it gives us, you know, a platform to talk about this stuff and get more people to be aware, then we're fulfilling what we believe in or what I believe in. My name is Grant Irving. This is Hedonist brought to you by Brickhouse Projects. One final note, Melissa Vitale wanted me to say that Daniel does not in any way think he's a deity. That's a genuine comment. Okay, next episode we talk about when theory meets reality. Things get weird. I hope you stick around.
Hiddenness is produced by Allison Rogers, Billy Linker, and myself. Please check out our sponsors, Field, F-E-E-L-D.co, and zerospaces.com. That's zerospaces.com. 